This is How Have You Not Seen, a movie podcast where every week we fill in the gaps in each other's cinematic knowledge by asking important questions like, whoa, you never watched True Romance? Or, you still haven't seen Romancing the Stone? Or, how have you not seen Something's Gotta Give? Welcome back, everyone, and a very happy new season of How Have You Not Seen. This is your co-host, Carson Betts. And I am your other co-host, Caroline Thompson. Uh, This is a movie podcast where every week one of us brings one of our favorite movies the other hasn't seen. We talk about it. We go and watch the movie. And then we talk about it some more. And this is the beginning both of a new season and also of our second annual Love Month. Love Month! It's back, baby! It's back, better, with a vengeance. Uh, So for the next month... I, Carson Betts, am going to be doing all the programming. I have chosen some romantic films that Caroline has not seen, and we're going to talk about them. So let's just get right into it. Caroline, how have you not seen Something's Gotta Give? Um, I did not grow up with a single mom. Mm, so yes, yes, this, is, <laughs> this is incredibly accurate. Yes, yes. So, um... Yeah, I mean, like, that's my bit answer. That's my joke. That's my joke answer. But also, um, that is correct and why I probably haven't seen this movie and you have. But also, um, I don't know. I guess I just, like, I I think this is one of those movies because this is, like, this is, like, mid-90s, later 90s. Yeah? Uh, That'd be early aughts, actually. I think it's early aughts. Wait. This is something's gotta Wait. give. This yes. is this is this is Alec Baldwin, Meryl Street. No, this is Jack Nicholson. Yes. Okay, so okay. Two thousand three. Two thousand three. Okay, yeah, so you're even you're thinking yeah. of it's complicated. I'm thinking. Well, I yes, yes. Okay, so so this is early two thousands, and uh, so I am nine, so I'm not going to see this movie. True. And my mother is and father as well are not really big movie people i i've said it before on Mm. the podcast and i'll say it again i don't know where i come from nobody ever sat me down and watched it and i by the time i was old enough to want to see good important classic movies uh this one was 15 years old and i guess falls into that good and classic um uh, echelon, but yeah, yeah, I think it's the best names uh, in the Criterion Collection. Something's got to get. It's not. That's a lie. That's a fucking lie. Oh, uh, it could be. I would believe. Yeah, that. no, I, I think it's probably Nancy Myers's best movie. The Holiday might be my favorite because it's fucking weird. But yeah. Uh, yeah, we're doing another Nancy. I fucking love Nancy Myers. I will say, I don't. I didn't watch this. With my mom. I didn't watch this until later. I actually would be very curious to know what my mom thinks about this movie. Yes. I could see her kind of vibing on a Jack Nicholson type. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, We're going to, uh, uh, spoiler next week, we're going to be doing a movie that I did watch with my mom that she fucking loves. Uh, and then the one after, yeah. also, actually, we're doing two big-time Carson's mom movies. Yeah, because last year, that was a lot of the 
you get a, that's a lot of juice. You get a lot of stuff from, I grew up with a single mom yep. and we watch this movie a mm-hmm. lot. That's how, that's why we watched Training Day last it's year. That's why we watched Training Day. It's why I watched, I probably told the story on that episode, the first ever R-rated movie I ever saw, also with Denzel Washington, Man on Fire. Yes. Because my mom said, I want to watch this movie. You got to watch with me on a school night. And... Not a movie you should show to a kid, let me tell you. But still fire. cool. Uh, so what do you know about something? Well, now that you know which one it is. Yes. Yeah. What well, do you that's know about the one that I thought at first, go. but then when I was like, I guess, I guess just yeah. like with it being Jack Nicholson, I guess I just thought it was older than it was. Um, So I know it's starring Jack Nicholson and it's from 2003 mm-hmm. and it is, I would assume written and directed by Nancy Myers. Oh, yeah, so we've, we've continuously referred to it as a Nancy Myers film as we've been. It's Nancy Myers. Let me see if yeah. she has a co-writer, but. I don't yeah. think so. Because, yeah, as we've been prepping for this episode and this season, we've been like, oh, yeah, we're doing another Nancy, which is good, which is good. You know, we try She's to... She's the sole credited screenwriter. The sole credited screenwriter, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, God, what else do I know? Um, I know what the poster looks like. It's like the the white poster with him, like, looking up all smiley-like with the sunglasses. Uh-huh. Uh, I know the title is Something's Gotta Give. Um... Not to be confused with, I'm looking at it right now, the more like this page on IMDb, not to be confused as the poster for As Good As It Gets, which is also a oh, movie Oh no, where, that is exactly, okay, the, that is is exactly the movie also, I thought we were talking about. Also a movie about. where Jack Nicholson on the poster wears sunglasses and looks up, so I thought okay, you had, yeah, great. they both. No, okay, yeah, I was, okay, great. That makes more sense. Um, I was definitely thinking that this was As Good As It Gets. Mm. Um, so then, shit, I, I don't know Jack about this movie. I mean, you just showed me the poster. Was that Diane Keaton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. So yeah. it's Jack Nicholson and Diane Keaton. Correct, um, yep. Great. Uh, that is all I've got. Perfect. Okay, so good. I'm glad you don't know. Um, all right. Well, Wait, I imagine, oh. I imagine the homes in which all of the characters live are very, very, very beautiful, contemporary, uh, like, very large, spacious, nice houses. You're and very close. Very There's close. really just the one home. Okay, great. So home singular. But well, mm, well, you'll see. You'll see. Okay, you'll see. That's the whole thing, kind of. Um, Jack has amnesia and doesn't know where he lives, so it watch, all takes place in Diane Keaton's fuck, house. I would watch a movie where that's the premise. Um, all right. So if that's the case, moving to our game for the week. It is time. Uh, you heard us do this. We're we're. Uh, done our variation on this game quite a few times we do a romance sometimes we'll do recast it but we'll only do the two leads five pretty pretty solid fucking top line actors in this movie okay and all weirdos that you're i know for a fact you're not going to know what their like role in the movie is so i'm okay great so this is a game we like to play called recast it i'm going to list the uh top well technically it's the top six but i cut one out Top five uh, build actors in this movie. Caroline, having not seen the movie yet, is going to guess a different actor that they might be able to recast the movie with. And then after we watch it, we're just going to talk about what if that was the case? Did, if, it work, and, did it work? Did it not? Did it work? In Would the it have been universe? a better, worse, yeah. nonsensical choice? So I, who knows? I will say, I cut out, I think she's the third top build actor, Amanda Peet, because I this is the only movie I know her. Oh, Amanda Peet's great. Okay, well, sorry, I should have kept her in. Apologies. <laughs> so, so spoiler alert: uh, July of this year is uh, <laughs> it's, it's Pete Lai. Uh, <laughs> we're doing only Amanda Peet. Only Amanda Peet movies. Save, um, starting with Saving Silverman. Uh, uh, I literally I don't know anything that she's in. All right, so we're gonna start off a little bit further down the cast list. John Favreau. Oh, um, John Favreau. Yeah, let me see. What is the name of his character? 
Leo, John Favreau. Oh, of course. Leo. Oh, Leo. knowing Leo. his name is Leo makes so much more sense. Um, well, uh, we just saw him this year in Good Luck Leo Grand. He comes back. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Um, okay. John Favreau in 2003. So this is honestly pretty pretty halfway between Swingers and Iron Man. It's kind honestly, of a, a little more leaning Iron Man, but. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say. You know what? It's in my brain, and I'm just kind of thinking Nancy Myers, The Holiday, and also I just mentioned Saving Silverman, so we're going to go with Jack Black. Okay. okay. As Leo. It's not. That's a good name for a Jack Black character. I know. Hey, what can I say? That works. What can I say? All right, next. Francis McDormand. Oh, hell yeah. As Zoe. As Zoe. Zoe. Again, 2003. So... I think, what, Burn After Reading was about 2005, 2006? 2005, I think. Yeah. Okay, so we're thinking kind of slightly... Yeah. She's between Coens. Mm. Well, since it's Frances McDormand, we're just going to go with another Cohen staple, Holly Hunter. Okay. That's a... Oh, <laughs> that's a really weird one, actually. As what was what was the name of this character? Uh, Zoe. 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 Holly okay. Hunter is, is Zoe. Next Character one. for Zoe. Guarantee you're not going to be able to guess the next, next actor whose name is about to come to my mouth. Um, Billy Crudup. Nope. Okay. A uh, different friend of the show, Keanu Reeves. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. As Julian Mercer. Ah. Character with two names. I was just going to say. First and last. I was just going to say. All right. So, and again, this is 2003. This is just post-Matrix. It's the same year as the Matrix sequels, which is amazing and very impressive. Good, good for you, Keanu. Honestly, I'm sure those films were in pre-production for, uh, or I'm sure these films, those films were in post-production the entire time this film was in production. I'm probably, I'm sure he probably had two years to make this fucking movie, but, um, da 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 Hmm. In 2003, Keanu Reeves. I'm going to say, really weird, and I don't know why, but I'm going with Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa! I'm, I'm so excited to you, for you to see Keanu Reeves' role in this movie. Uh, okay, working right on up. You know her, you love her, Diane Keaton. You know what? Um, I'm gonna go I, I, another phenomenal actor of this age. Um, who uh, maybe if she she has had a wonderful career, an amazing mm. career. I would never, I would never besmirch her career. But maybe if she had had a uh, maybe if she had had a lead in a Nancy Myers role in um, the early two thousands, maybe the last twenty years of her career might have been a little bit different. I'm gonna go with Mary Steenberg Jim. Okay, Bergin Jurin Jim. Mary Steenberg. I, I always thought it was Steenbergin. I think so too. I just kind of stumbled over the name a little bit. We're going Mary Steenbergin. Oh, her character's name is Erica Berry, by the way. Oh, of course. Yes, Great name. As Erica Berry, we know Erica Berry. Yes. We stand a legend. We'll say. We don't, we don't. Jack Nicholson, great character name. Jack Nicholson is Harry Sam. Jesus. When Harry met Mary. When Harry met Mary. Harry and Mary. And hey, you know what they say? When you have, when you have a Harry and a Mary, something's gotta give. Um, shit. Okay. It's fucking dumbest thing ever <laughs> in my life. Um, Jack Nicholson in 2003. What a weird thing, because this is when he's kind of beginning his, like... He's on the downward. Yeah. yeah. He's kind of beginning his semi-retirement because I I don't know that I can name 
many Jack Nicholson films. When's this? Fucking uh, The Departed is oh yeah, seven. Okay, I was about to say it's like one yeah. six. Bucket list. Yeah, it's like two thousand nine, I think. He's slowing down. Um, and like that's the thing is, it's like I mean, I guess like Diane Keaton is definitely certainly like middle aged at this point. Um, even you know maybe even a little bit older than middle aged, maybe like upper middle age, whatever, however you'd want to put that. But like Jack Nicholson just seems so old, even in two thousand three, to be doing yeah. A- well, and like, and that's the thing is it's like four years later, he's doing The Departed and it is four years, but four years later, he's doing The Departed where he is like the old guy. Yeah. It's like, that's the whole thing is he's like the kingpin who's been doing this for 35 fucking years. Um, so I will just say something's got to give is his fourth, uh, most recent, most recent movie. Damn. The next one is three years later in The Departed. Yeah. Um, was, oh yeah, I guess The Departed was 2006, yep. wasn't it? It was 2007 Oscars. Bucket list the next year. And then how do you know? In 2010. James L. Brooks movie, How Do You Know? A movie I knew nothing about. So if we are thinking 2003, Jack Nicholson, let's put him at 50. Let's just say he's 50. We need a 50-year-old. I'm resisting the urge to just pick Alec Baldwin. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say, you know what? You know what? This came to me like a bolt from the blue. I'm going to say Sam Neill. Okay. I have always found him to be a handsome man. It's true. Let's see what Sam Neill looks like now. He looks he's good. good. He's he gray. looks good. The gray's good. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen a movie that he's been in in a few years. I think the most recent film of his I've actually watched is The Commuter. Which wow, is from... Jurassic Park Dominion. But that's the thing is I've seen the trailer for Dominion, but I haven't actually watched the movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Before. But he looks good. He looks good. He was in Peaky Blinders, I guess. Mm, good for mm, him. Good for him. Uh, nice work if you can get it. Yeah, Peaky Blinders. You get to wear a cool suit. You get to be on like, imagine getting one, <laughs> imagine getting in like a three episode arc of Peaky Blinders and then you're on like Sigma male grind set images on Instagram. <laughs> For the rest, For the rest of your, of your life. life. You can coast on that. Uh, all right, Does well. paid Sigma bro, male's grind set meme I'm, pages you know, pay royalty? As much as you would think it does. I don't think, I don't think so. Not as much as it should, certainly. <laughs> Definitely not. All right, well, uh, let's go, let's go watch Something's Gotta Give. Let's do it. Oh yeah. back yes we are okay we got to get back to the game but caroline what'd you think i loved this movie yeah, so much yeah, yeah. like actually like genuinely like really 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 enjoyed this like i i we watched it together yeah and when it started i was like this is what this movie's about? Oh, this is going to be a nightmare. I feel like this is going to be an okay movie that I can appreciate while it was, why it was popular in 2003. And then as soon as Jack and Diane... Oh, hey, that's funny. Jack and Diane. Little ditty. Uh, <laughs> as soon as Jack and Diane start falling in love, I am just like... I was so sold. I was so into it. Delightful. I will say, and this is the way of this movie and I you know I knew going into it like ah oh, yeah this one creeps up on you it doesn't really get you until later we started this movie and you you were making these noises of just like absolute disgust 
<laughs> I think for the first 10 minutes, your attitude seemed to be like, oh, no. <laughs> well, like, yeah. And I mean, we'll get we'll get to yeah. it. But like, I think like it takes a moment to get on this movie's wavelength. And I think that like part of it and we'll get to this, yeah. but like part of it is like the movie starts and you're just like, oh, Jack Nicholson, like, fucking sucks. Yeah, yeah, Which, yeah. like, in any movie, like, obviously, like, the character starts with, like, oh, hey, I'm in this place where, like, I'm doing a thing that's bad for me, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna learn to be, like, a better person about it. And I kind of thought that Jack Nicholson was gonna kind of have to, like, learn to be, like, a decent person. And, like, I was like, oh, this sucks. I don't want to watch a movie about this fucking guy. And the movie's always a little bit deranged, And yeah, he doesn't, there's not really like a big like, oh, and then he fucks up and he has to like learn from his mistakes. It's kind of like he meets her and then the spark is there and they fall in love and they're in love and Mm. they just kind of, it just kind of doesn't work right for a little bit. And yeah, Yeah. so I was like, I don't want to have to learn to like a guy like this. And I didn't have to. No. Yeah. No. It, it's the thing that I love the most about this movie is that, like, for as broad and sitcommy as it can be, like the it's really smart that I think they basically fall in love in the middle, and then like the thing keeping them apart is just like ah, I don't know. Sometimes people kind of get stuck in their ways. Like, isn't yeah, that, yeah, isn't yeah. that just like a really human thing? You know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get back to the game. Yeah. Played recast it. Um, do you remember any of these? Because they're all really good. No, I don't. Lay them on me. Okay. Um, John Favreau, you recast as Jack Black. Done. Good. Done. Good. I mean, Jack, John Favreau has like three lines in this entire fucking yes, movie. Yes, but here's my argument. Okay, here's my argument for why it's bad. The <laughs> bit, and it's a good bit, where he shows up at the hospital and he asks Jack Nicholson if he can hug him. Yes. That bit goes on for like ten minutes. If it's Jack Black. Yeah, and that's great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Fine. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Um, all right. Francis McDormand, you were cast as Holly Hunter. Which I think works because Francis McDormand is like really weird in this movie. She's so fucking weird. She's like we kind gotta, of a little bit Francis out of place. For like 10 minutes. Like I love Francis McDormand and I love this yes. movie. And I actually think Holly Hunter, one of the few recasts in this, in, in, uh, on this, how have you not seen the podcast where maybe that actually is like a bit of an improvement. Yeah. Yeah. No offense to Francis, no offense to Nancy, just kind of kind of a weird choice for that character. Yeah, we'll we'll get to it. We gotta talk about the dinner scene. We'll we'll talk about Francis McDormand when we get there. Yes. Um I, I see it. I think I maybe for as teeny tiny as she is, I think I believe that Holly Hunter knows Krav Maga more than More than Francis McDormand. Than Francis McDormand. Does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, here's the one where it really goes off the fucking rails. Let's go. John Reeves, you were cast as Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> no. No, 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 uh keanu reeves kind of perfect casting <laughs> oh, for this so, role kind of like absolutely excellent not just that his casting is perfect but also can you imagine mark fucking first off you put mark Wahlberg in a doctor's coat and i'm like no i don't believe you this man is not smart enough no, to be a doctor not at all and keanu has that kind of thing that is good for this role where it's like you buy that mm-hmm. he is like 
very, very intelligent, like yeah. as a doctor and sent and very sensitive and very yes, kind. Yes. But like, I mean, it's the Keanu thing. It's yeah. like, like you buy that he is sensitive and book, very book smart, but a little like, a little like not with it socially. That kind of lets a lot of yeah. the, the hijinks like kind of fly right over his head. It, it's the thing about- Which is important. Yeah, yeah. About Keanu where he's like a little alien. And I think it works in this movie because a lot of the characters, him kind of being like- well, I know that I'm a, a hot, charming doctor, and, like, shouldn't you be so into me right. as a hot, charming doctor? And, like, he's never menacing, but he's right. also... Right, because that's, that's the... I mean, yeah. you couldn't... It couldn't be. It If you recast that role as Mark Wahlberg, what you have to do is Jack Nicholson goes to leave, mm-hmm. and his car breaks down, and Mark Wahlberg's <laughs> the mechanic who comes to fix it. Yeah. And he's like, oh shit, you have a, you're like a fancy record producer. You have like this crazy, like Italian luxury car. Like we're going to have to special order this part. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah. why you have to stay here for five more days. <laughs> but but like, I... but that's the thing is like, if, is if Mark Wahlberg is like the young, hot, intelligent person that mm-hmm. keeps coming around who falls in love with Diane Keaton, like he gets angry a little bit. Yeah. He's like, like he gets a little macho, but like, fuck? hey, why don't you love me? Like, you don't love me. What's yeah. going on? Like he would, he puts the like, he's a grease monkey, you know, he like finishes yeah. t- like cleaning the oil off a car part and he puts his uh, little towel over his one shoulder. He goes, oh my God, Eric Berry. <laughs> I've I, read all your plays. I've read all of your plays. <laughs> I've seen all your plays. And you're like, have you? That's <laughs> yeah. weird. Well, and then that's the thing is it's then, it's then a bit. Yeah. Right? Like that's yeah. kind of the, then it's a joke. That he's yeah. seen all of the plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, sorry, Murky Mark, uh, but no. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Do no be working. Uh, Diane Keaton, you change from Mary Steenburgen. Oh, um, that's not bad. It's I, not bad. I'm looking up how old would Mary Steenburgen have been. They are very similar. They they are very so. similar in age. She's yeah, because they're both in book club. They are both in book club, that's true. Well, she's 69. <laughs> Nice. Nice. First off, nice. Secondly, Diane. Diane Keaton's a little bit older. Diane Keaton's pushing 80. Diane Keaton's 77. Okay, yeah. so she's like 10 years older. Yeah, so like, could work. Here's the thing about Mary Steen Virgin, though, is that Mary Steen Virgin's hot. Yes, correct. <laughs> like, like, you you give me, like, Mary Steen Virgin, she's cold and, and unfeeling, and she's a yeah. bit of a, you know, a bit of an ice queen. I'm like, no, she's not. Mary Steen Virgin... Yes. No, I I, I think, and I don't remember who I recast Jack as, but I really do think... This is appropriate because you made a Ted Danson, uh, she's married to Ted Danson, and you did make a Ted Danson reference when we were watching. I did, I did, which I will get to. Um, I I do think that, however, uh, Jack Nicholson and uh, Diane Keaton are kind of absolutely perfect for these roles. Yes, yes. In a way that, like, watching it, it took me about halfway through for me to be like, okay, I'm glad this is Jack Nicholson, but, like, as you mentioned, I made a Ted Danson thing, which we'll Mm -hmm. get to when we start talking about Jackie Boy, Mm -hmm. but, like, I kind of didn't get jack nicholson for a while in this mm-hmm. and then it kind of clicked into place so yeah. that said who did i recast? speaking you were cast jack nicholson as sam neill which oh uh no he's not feral enough that's very true is sam neill's a bit too put together yeah sam neill is like a is like an actual human being yeah yeah that's like the kind of the power of jack nicholson in this role is that you see him dating these young women and, and you're like 
God, that's disgusting. But I don't know. He just can't help himself. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's a goblin. Like he... exactly. <laughs> well, let, like there's there's no malice to this. It's just what yes. he's driven by Satan to do. <laughs> yes. Like, so let's get into it yeah. because I think one of my overall takes on this movie is I think one of the reasons it works so well is because Jack Nicholson is always a very chaotic energy on screen. Yes. And not only that, but like Jack Nicholson has made a career being like the smartest guy on screen, like always with it, like kind of two steps ahead of mm-hmm. everybody else. So when he is like clearly being like a shitty man child, mm-hmm. you're like, no, Jack Nicholson is smarter than this. Yeah. Uh, you're like, you're like, he like he's not like he can't be this like something is wrong with him that he is doing this yeah something's gotta give yeah because you're 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 watching him date amanda pete and like the the ted danson thing i brought up yeah as i was like i was like i don't understand the premise of this movie why is the guy who's pulling these like 25 year old girls why is he not hot yeah Yep. And I kind of, and I referenced Ted Danson on The Good Place. I'm like, he is old. He is a man in like his 60s or 70s who is like very put together, very trim, like very handsome and mm-hmm. suave and like, like cool. Um, and I'm like, no, like that is the person who should be doing this because I don't understand why. I don't understand why Jack Nicholson doesn't know this is an insane choice and why Mm -hmm. these women are going but then that kind of becomes the thing as it goes is it's not like is it's not a guy who like really thinks what he's doing is like the right thing and like really has to like learn the value of like which is where i thought this movie was going which is why i was a little like shaky at the beginning because i thought it was gonna have to be a thing where a guy like has to learn to respect women. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, whatever. But like really like the casting of Jack Nicholson and him being a, a strange, feral little goblin man who's yeah. somehow like convincing these beautiful women in their 20s to date him. Like something is very wrong with that from the jump. Mm-hmm. And so as the movie goes along, like it doesn't feel like him getting with Diane Keaton feels correct like yeah. it feels like what is supposed to happen yeah. whereas so it's not a man fighting against his nature and figuring it out it's really a man leaning into what is actually like good and i think diane keaton from a different perspective is the same way because yeah. i don't think she's like cast against type in the same way that like jack is or at least seemingly in the beginning but i do think that like i mean it's that thing of like She's got the walls up. She 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 She's got the got the, the the piece of fabric in front of her neck. Exactly. Time. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like and it's that thing where it's like it's you see them like chilling the fuck out yeah. with one another. Yeah. So that is my big take. Yeah. They both just kind of calm the you know the the Jack Nicholson weird misogyny and the dying Keat nice queen thing they 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 calm each other in that yes respect. yes yes and they're these two people that understand each other like that's the big you know the big the big crosshair of their relationship is like oh you know yeah that's the way I think about that I can't sleep either like, yeah. yeah yeah um all right so let's let's kind of go through it a little bit so obviously it starts off Jack Nicholson it starts off to <laughs> Uh, just a, a 2003-ass montage of some just anorexic-looking woman walking around a butterfly. Yes. Just, come, come, my lady, come, come, my lady. 
uh, Jack Nicholson just be like, hey, ladies, <laughs> <laughs> you, you gotta love them. Uh, they got boobs, they got butts. <laughs> <laughs> and him and Amanda Pete driving up to the house, um, obviously discovered by Diane Keaton and, and Francis McDormand. In in the in the first of the most like sitcom ass things that happen in this in this movie, yes. Um, and then they, you know, decide it, insanely like well, you know let's it, it's very okay. This is the first thing about Frances McDormand's character that I'm just like I don't know what's going on here like with her because she comes in. I I think they do they really kind of code her as as sort of. They code her as very tough, as very masculine, as a little, like, bit of a lesbian, as she's a woman studies major. She served with the Israeli army. Yes. <laughs> it's really weird. And it's like, does that mean this family is actually, like, yeah. Israeli? Yeah. Because I, I don't I don't get that vibe from, from Diane Keaton no. and Frances McDormand and Amanda Peet, but no. you, I guess you never know. Who, who's to say? Um, and... Yet she is the one that's like, no, we're all adults. We can all hang out. Like, yeah, like it's it's very odd. I think that and then going into the next dinner scene that Frances McDormand is both the one who kind of is the voice of like feminist reason of just, you know, very bluntly stating the like, ah, yes, you as an older single man are are lauded. You are hard to get. You are a confirmed bachelor. And yet an old woman is a spinster. But she's also the one that's like, hey, sis, you and that hot guy. Like, <laughs> right, there's right. There's kind of something going there's on There's a there. sexy doctor that I'm going to bring back from the farmer's yeah, exactly. market. exactly. Like, it's, it's, it's a little weird. Um, yeah, and they, they have this dinner. It's incredibly awkward. Jack just, like, keeps trying to fucking bounce, and they just won't let him. Um, and then he has the heart attack, which is, I hate to say it, but so funny. Just yes. Part of the heart attack is hilarious. I mean, it is... It is Staged as a comedy bit. Yeah, it is yeah, not yeah. like, yes, it yeah. is a heart attack and yes, it is like scary. And yes, that is a, a, a very bad thing in the real yes. life world that happens. But like, yeah. you shouldn't say it feels bad because it is part of a comedy. Yeah, it's part of a comedy. And also, I, I do just want to say, Jack Nicholson gives a riveting physical performance in every scene in which they ask him, hey, can you just like, just fucking... Just grind around and kind of squirm <laughs> on a hospital bed. I don't know that riveting is the word I would use, but I would certainly say committed. I would say riveting. The thing, it it reminds me a lot of the Leo DiCaprio and Wolf of Wall Street, the the scene where he's hot. It reminds me of that. Yes. Of yes. the comedy of just like, hey, what if a guy couldn't control his limbs? Like, <laughs> it's kind of that the whole time. Uh, we get Keanu comes in looking Looking like so hot. So good. So cool. Knows what he's doing. All the ladies fawning over him. Who's not fawning over him? Diane Keaton. Diane freaking Keaton. The one that he seems to like the most. He's read all their plays. He's seen all of her plays. He saw the last one twice, he's pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, incredible. Uh, This is the point in the movie in which you're just like, ah, so he's going to get with Amanda Pete, right? Yeah, no, that is exactly what I said. As I was like, as I told you to pause the movie, I was like, pause it. Yeah. And I was like, he's going to start dating the mom. They're going to get into a weird, like, oh my God, like, look at me. Like, like they're going to have a weird family dynamic of like, oh my gosh, my daughter and her boyfriend who's really old. And then my boyfriend who is really young, yeah. like we go on double dates and slowly over the course of the movie, they're going to the holiday it. Yep. They're going to the holiday yep. it. It's just gonna... like, yeah, exactly. Um, 
And so that is really where what I what I thought was going to happen. Um, and I should have known better that because it's a Nancy Myers movie, it's going to be far more bizarre than that. Yeah. And far lower stakes and far, far more like chill and just kind of like people kind of like slide in and out of each other's lives. Yeah. A three-act story structure Nancy could never. Like, no, it's, it's, it sounds you know. bad and yeah. stupid and dumb. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, it, it's very early. Obviously, lays it on thick, but Keanu's into, you know, and th- there is the the love triangle that, like, buoys the rest of the movie of, like, fucking... Really, it's kind of a love quadrangle, because it's Harry into Amanda Pete. Yes. Erica and Harry... Keanu and Keanu. yeah audience at home you cannot see the, the way I'm holding my hands in order to diagram yeah yeah and it's just like I I love that there is like so little conflict it's mm-hmm. literally like they fall in love and then there is one scene of like oh no but I'm like technically dating your daughter and then the yeah. next scene the daughter's like I'm gonna break up with him so you can have it yeah not only is she like I'm breaking up with him she's like I'm breaking up with him mom you you know he never got on any of this you guys should bone right like, you guys like, should get do to it. it you guys were making some pancakes last yes night. yeah um it is like they start you know and the same thing too at the end with keanu like like keanu breaks up with her off screen so that she can be with harry yeah which i know we're like jumping like but it's like it's just like there's no there's no like fighting over one another it's just people are like look hey when you know you know and i'm looking at you too and i know so it's the good i mean these two do just have a tremendous amount of chemistry like it is i mean it's very obvious it's the it's the enemies to lovers things it's much do about nothing it's like even in the early scenes when they're fighting yes it's still very clear that there's a chemistry going on between the two of them correct yeah um so they go back home jack's waylaid in the house in for you know what a a silly ass reason that if you i will say if you think about it for a second it really falls apart don't go back to the city where there i'm sure there are doctors and hospitals you gotta stay here yes so i can check up on you meet keanu um and he's just, you know, he's being a he's being a dumb little gremlin. <laughs> he's smoking a stogie on the bed right after having a heart attack. Right after having a heart attack, he's doing business for his his his, his rap label, hip hop label, which really does kind of feel like Nancy Myers being a just an out touch old white yeah, lady, having having hip-hop. a bit of an axe to grind. How many yeah. how many words can you rhyme with bitch? Huh? Like. You know, but also, I don't know, that's, I guess in 2003, maybe that's a bit more, that's, that's Roxanne Gay, Bad Feminist Times, you know, that's yeah. maybe, you know, but, uh, so, and then really like I knew, and it was what I was hoping for, because I'm like, I think it's probably the best joke in the movie. And it's when I knew like, ah, yes, it like, like we got her. Like I knew that we got you when it's the Keanu saying, you can't have sex until you climb the stairs. Cut to. <laughs> Cut <laughs> the first day he's like, I gotta get up those stairs. I gotta prove it. Uh, which is very funny. Yeah. Um, the whole like thirty minutes of just the two of them at the beach house is yeah. really, 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 really fun. Um, and just really sweet. And I think like I don't know. I think kind of my take on this movie mm-hmm. is um, I really like that this film is literally about two like older people who think that they are like too old who think that their lives have like are like they're they're done they're just gonna like 
gracefully coast yeah. on into death. Um, and she's like, nothing is going to change. Like that they are, that, like what the, what they are dealing with now is like permanent forever. And just the way things are going to be. Yeah. Um, like opening up and being vulnerable and starting over because like, so I, I will compare this uh, to another Diane Keaton film, Book yeah. Club, because like so much of that film is like, ew, what if old people did sex? Like, isn't that, wouldn't that <laughs> They're be- They're reading like, Fifty Shades of Grey? Yeah, like, isn't like, there's, there's, always a, there's always a bit of like pejorative judgment of just like, ew, but what if old people did yeah, that? Yeah, like, yeah. wouldn't that be funny? Um, and like, it's kind of a bit- but I like that this movie is just about two. And like, they're not even that. I mean, they're in their 60s, yeah. which like is not even like that old. But like, you know, generally speaking, over the hill, if you will. Sure. And I think that it's. Menopausal. Yes. I think says. that it's great that like their age is only something that is like seemingly getting in the way. It's only something that is a taboo for them. Mm-hmm. There's no like, yeah, I guess Jack Nicholson is having a heart attack and yeah. whatever. But like. It isn't a thing where it's like, oh, but like, unfortunately, like, because of my old ass woman syndrome, I can't, you know, I can't be in love and I can't go because like, I have to walk with a cane and I'm frail. It's just them like self-imposing. And I do really think one reason that this movie works so fucking well is even though like, even though like neither of us are 30 years old yet, like like that feeling of like fuck, like I missed it. Yeah, like yeah, did, I, yeah, did, I, yeah. did I miss something? I should have married my high school sweetheart. That <laughs> yeah. the, that was the time when romance was truly alive, right? Just like, yeah. like god damn it, like I like I'm like like I'm done. Like I'm yeah. I'm toast. Like what I'm doing right now in my life is just it forever. Mm-hmm. And like fuck, like I'm too old. Like I missed it. I missed out on something. I should have done so many things differently so many years ago, but I'm too late now. And like yeah. we're not even thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think that is a very universal thing. And I think that, like, everybody secretly, like, really feels that way. Oh, maybe yeah. maybe I'm just projecting. I think a lot of people. But I think, I, that's, I, a, I think that's a pretty common human emotion. Yeah. And, yeah. So, and so I think that is one of the reasons why this movie works so well is because it's not actually about what if you were 63 and were single mm-hmm. and more of like, it is a film about feeling like you kind of missed out on something yep. looking at the people around you. And even though all of their relationships are like kind of dysfunctional and fucked up and weird, yep. like looking around and being like, shit, did I like, they've all got the thing and I don't have the thing. So like, where did I go wrong? in yeah. all of this? Yeah. And I think it's a really nice way of, doing that yeah. because like they never feel like old frail people like they're both very active they're both very like they're both like very fun and vivacious people and it's really enjoyable to watch like, them on screen and they don't ever feel like just like oh like unfortunately i can't do that because my old frail osteoporosis bones yeah. won't let me you know like the jokes they make about being old are so like one, there's not a lot of them. And two, they're like pretty like rim shot, you know. Right. Like they, you know, it's, they're self-aware. It's the menopausal thing. It's the them both putting on the glasses to look at the time. Cause they don't, yeah. you know, like, and that's pretty minor. To I want to connect that to, I mean, the heart of this movie. It's the yeah. fucking sex scene. Yes. Is, oh which, my God. Which, uh, here's the thing. One, like five minutes before that scene happened, 
you were like kind of checking Wikipedia and you were like, huh, like uh, Diane Keaton got nominated for an Oscar for this. Like, it's a pretty breezy movie. Like what? I was yes. like, oh, just wait. <laughs> I was like, just you wait. Here comes the Oscar reel scene. And, uh, and then, and it, it really does speak to the thing you're saying that like the way that that sex scene happens, the thing that's dramatic about it is not, oh, these two oldos. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's still a very like passionate, interesting it's just a very adult emotional sex scene. Yes. And the, the emotional core of it is Diane Keaton having the moment where she's like, I thought I was all closed up. Yeah. But, and it's the most heartbreaking thing ever. Like when she starts crying afterwards. Because oh, she just it's can't. so yeah. good. Yeah. Of just like, so good. I thought I was all closed up. The, I mean, it's, it's fucking insane. But it, him, you know, making the joke about the, the turtleneck and her being like, here, cut it off. Yes. Like, like, let's go. It is wild. And it's got, that's got like one foot in, that's like crazy holiday Nancy Myers antics. Yes. And one foot in the like, yeah, but you know, in terms of the themes of this movie and like the things that we've said, that does make a lot of sense. And it is right. pretty hot. Like when, you know. Right. And then, and then he cuts it up halfway and then he rips it. Yeah. Up you know, and it's like, nice, Jack, you did it. Yeah. And I mean, we've talked about this on the show before um but just like real like real like vulnerability in sex scenes is like not something hollywood does a lot especially with people in their 60s well especially people at like any time like most of the time and again the bar is in the fucking ground when it comes to uh like a consistent a consistent theme we come to yes when it comes to depicting anything about human sexuality in hollywood However, it is just that thing of, like, so frequently when there is any kind of character being, like, actually vulnerable in, like, sex scenes, Mm -hmm. it so frequently is a joke. Yeah. And it so frequently is, like, (laughs) look at that fucking, like, weirdo who doesn't just get in and fuck. Yeah. And, like, so to watch something like this where it is very emotional... And it's, it's emotional before, it's emotional during, it's emotional afterwards. And they, like, hold each other and kind of, like, cry. Yeah. It's, like, really, really sweet. Yeah. And it's just, like... It's very nice. It's very adult, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's very mature. And mm-hmm. it's very, just, like, it's very nice because they both, like... I don't know. And again, like, that is the most, like, for as, like, hijinksy as this movie is... And for as, like, kind of silly, tongue-in-cheek Nancy Myers, like, we are all performing, we, like, I mean, it is a movie about, like, literally a playwright. Like, it is a movie about, like, oh, like, one could say this is a fairly personal film for Nancy yes. Myers, I think. I think you could draw that conclusion pretty, yeah. Uh, and and it's just, like, a very silly little, like, for as hijinksy as it is, to have that scene, it's, like, what I was just, what I was talking about earlier, where it's, like, it's, like, it doesn't feel like there isn't a watershed moment where it's like, oh my God, like, did we just, oh, uh, you can't tell my daughter. Oh yeah. my God, I would never. She's my, she's my ex-girlfriend as of two hours ago. Oh my God, we've got to keep this a secret. Ah, uh, mm. where there, there, there's not a watershed moment where it's like, and now everything's different. It's like, you feel these two people and like from the jump, you're like, everything about this everything is wrong and incorrect. And in that moment, that's kind of where like their trajectories meet and it is correct. And like, they're kind of like where they are like supposed to be, which then preps us for the next half of the movie where 
they continue on their own personal trajectories and stray further away from this moment and further away from one another. And you're like, no, it's wrong. Yeah, like, how it's dare wrong you? again. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, remember, remember the beach house when the power was out? Yep, like that yep. was like, you Use guys you figured it out. Yeah. You figured mm-hmm. it out. Why are you straying further from? Yeah. <laughs> why are you straying further from Nancy's light? Yes. <laughs> it's like the first half of the movie is so, it's why I, I, as much as it's a, a silly turn, I'll make the joke I made too here in a moment, but like the first of it is so rooted in sitcom, so rooted in like a like comedy of errors. Like you you go, do get like the French, like French entrance where, oh no, it's, there's Jack Nicholson in his boxers. Oh, Diane Keaton, she's got her boobs out. Whoa. <laughs> like you get that. But then as you're saying, like once you get to the turning point of them having sex and like, I do think it's very smart writing. It's a thing that then the rest of the movie is Nancy Myers patting herself on the back for like, mm, it wasn't that clever of me for, but it is good that Jack Nicholson is like, you're a girl to love. Not I love you. Yes. But, but yeah, which cause it's not like a, he's not purposely putting her down. It's just like, oh yeah, this is this guy's fucking psychology. He can't even bring himself to naturally say this despite the fact that he feels it. Yeah. And yeah. And then the rest of the movie is, largely devoid of that kind of i mean there's a lot of comedy in it but that's sort of like broad plot minutia it's yeah it's just a couple more scenes from there and then it gets to that that juicy juicy end yes um so yeah they go apart she writes the she cries for three weeks straight (laughs) which like same girl same pretty good bit uh writes the play that is just the movie their story it's just their story um hooks back up with keanu reeves Yes. They start dating. I really do. I think it's the core of the thing I was saying about Keanu's performance earlier is the the scene where he's like, oh, you know, say you, you I just need you to say sorry. And she's like, sorry. And she's like, and he's, she's like, how can you forgive me? He's like, oh, if you give me a kiss, I'll forgive you. And she does. And it's kind of not great. And he's like, oh, what's that all about? And then he kisses her and it's a good kiss. And he's like, nah, that's a kiss, you know, I can forgive yeah. you for. And it's like, if you take that two degrees in one direction it's like very cutesy and romantic and it's actually very lovely. And if you take that two degrees in the other direction, it is scary. And like, it's, you're like, Ooh, this guy's kind of fucking, yeah, this guy's a little manipulative. And like the Keanu of it all is that he can kind of live right in the middle. Where right. You're just can, like, this he, guy isn't mean, but he's a little too aware of his own, the fact that he's a catch, you know? Yes. But he's also spacey enough yes. that it doesn't seem like, manipulative or weird it's like he's like i'm a hot guy in a nancy Mm -hmm. myers movie Mm -hmm. and so i'm gonna do cute hot guy stuff that is gonna fucking work and diane's like oh that is cute hot guy stuff but uh, alas i need a feral (laughs) goblin man i need me i need me a weird goblin to collect (laughs) stones Um, i can put my bowls yeah and i mean like it's it is really good that um it is really good that this is the kind of movie and maybe you might be able to jog my memory because yeah. I know we've talked about it before on the show and I'm just blanking on which one it is. Maybe I'll scroll through our Spotify and see if I can find it. But um, like it is a good, it is, it is a nice movie because it is not a film in which getting together with the romantic couple, like the romantic couple getting together does not fix their lives, fixing mm-hmm their lives allows them specifically Jack Nicholson's life, specifically yeah, Harry. Yeah, yeah. But like also like 
her like being able to like unwind a little bit and her also like kind of seeing things from the other perspective and dating a younger guy and like doing the thing that like is cool and hot and neat yeah. and just being like this is kind of bad like yeah. it's cool like this is kind of bad but like them addressing their own concerns like their own issues enables them to be with the other person as opposed to the other as opposed to the other way around which so many movies are and it's great too that like there isn't the big moment like they don't get together for the first time at the climax of the film and Mm -hmm. then them deciding to be together as the denouement it is nice that they get together in the middle of the film Mm -hmm. and you're like yes that right there that's what every human being is looking for Uh like i'm not even 30 and i want that yeah and like that is what we are all looking for and it's nice that they get that in the middle and then just kind of because of life they keep going in their opposite directions and then they're like fuck all of this sucks and like i knew it sucked in the beginning but now it double sucks because i've tasted the thing that like doesn't suck yeah and it is nice that then they just like they can't work it out they kind of keep continue to get in their own way they kind of continue to fuck things up for themselves then they address their fucking issues. And then that inspires them to be better and get together with one another and kiss in Paris. Yeah, and it's good. Which is good. Snowing. Yeah, it's good and cool. Um, yeah, I mean, just like, hey, just like Before Sunset, they kiss in Paris and it's pretty cool. And like, it's pretty yeah. great. Yeah. It is pretty great. They don't even kiss in Before Sunset. What am I even talking about? Um, it's the cool before thing Before Sunset? Before, yeah. They kiss. Right? No. Oh, well, that's the yeah. whole thing about it. It's been it's been over. Yeah. That's the whole thing about Before Sunset that I love is that they don't even kiss. But they, they fuck. But they fuck. Not in the movie. But well, not on screen. No, but... I mean immediately after. As soon as it goes, as soon as he says he's gonna miss his flight and it goes dark, they probably launch. Themselves oh at each shit! Other. Yeah, sorry. You're talking. You're sunset. I'm sunrise. You're thinking sunrise. I'm thinking oh, they sunrise. kiss in sunrise. They. they that's do why. Okay, great. That's why I was so confused. But yes, that is also in Vienna. I should have yeah, known. Yeah, yeah. I should have known. Uh-huh. It goes. It goes. Vienna, Paris. Greece. Yeah, I should know. Wherever it is in Greece. I can never remember the name. Ruins! Yeah, Mykonos or whatever. Um, So, yeah, I mean, they... Because Jack Nicholson gives that that speech that is good, that is kind of like the... The the thing that you're worried about that I think that the whole movie would be that. Of, like, Jack Nicholson going to all the ladies and, like, huh, I guess women are people. That's Right, yeah. And it's, it's really not that. It's Jack just being, like... I mean, the thing he says is like, you you know, you, when you start hearing the same story about yourself over and over again, it's yeah. just him waking up to the fact, like, it's kind of like, well, I know I've kind of been this son of a bitch, but like, yeah, when you really start listening to it, it kind of, yeah, well, and gel. the fact too, that he's only in that situation because he says, ah, shit, I fucked up. Yeah. I'm gonna like I, I'm going to be the one who puts myself in this situation to like listen to these people because yeah. like a shittier movie is like you know he he breaks up with Diane Keaton and then he's like ah fuck it I'm gonna call I don't know I'm gonna call Jessica my last yeah. ex girlfriend and then there's a dinner scene where he, she's just like yeah I never thought you were gonna call me again yeah. and he's like yeah why wouldn't I call you again and she's like because you're kind of a son of a bitch. Yeah. What do you mean I'm kind of a son of a bitch? You're kind of a son of a bitch. And here's the way why. And he goes, oh, wow. I never thought of it that way. He has the realization of just like, I was like, all right, I did the old guy thing that was supposed to make me happy of moving to the Caribbean. And then uh, I was there for six hours before I realized, God damn it. I'm a son of a bitch. And I need to unson of a bitch myself. Yep. 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 Pretty good. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, they meet in Paris. They have that long 
talk in the cafe and just and Keanu just realizes. And then Keanu sh- but then Keanu shows up. Keanu shows up and it's uh, like, fuck yeah, of course they're still dating. And like he's ready to propose. Like he's yeah. like there. And uh they talk. It's awkward. They leave. He goes to the bridge. He cries for the third time. So good. Now I get to be the girl. Now I get to be the girl. You do a pretty good Jack. You I do think, a pretty good Jack. I appreciate that. Then it starts snowing. And he goes, oh, anything else? <laughs> and then to she God, shows up. I guess. And then she shows up. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, Keanu saw us together and was like, well. Yeah, which I do love. I do love that. I do love that uh, in both cases, the younger person breaks up with the older person because they're like, fuck it. You should just go. Like, come on. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. And it's great. And there's no conflict, which I like because neither Keanu nor Amanda Pete deserves to be heartbroken and deserves to be hurt. Yeah. It's nice that they're mature about the situation. I, I think it speaks to the other thing about Keanu is that, like, he's not lying about liking your plays. Like no. if, that, if that if the whole thing was like oh Keanu's this guy who just loves older women yeah and like he's kind of putting it on hard because he's trying he thinks Diane Keaton's real hot and sexy like the other thing about him that makes him not a creepazoid is that no he's just a legitimate fan of hers like that like I I don't I think if you if he doesn't actually read her last play with a discerning eye then he doesn't realize that she's in love with Jack Nicholson right right but, you know. If he's paying attention, that's what he's going to figure out because he knows that whole situation. He knows what happened. You right. Know? Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. And Amanda Pete's happy. She <laughs> takes her all three fucking months to get married and pregnant. Yeah, really. It's yeah, crazy. It's, uh, pretty fast. Once you hop off the Jack Nicholson train, I guess it's a real, real fast track. But yeah. yeah and I just, mean, uh, I mean, her dad gets married after three weeks or at least proposes. To and then she gets married after th- yeah. married and pregnant after three months because only six months go by and she's three months pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Then they uh, have dinner. Jack Nicholson holds a baby and it's all pretty. pretty and it's nice. just grand. Yeah, it's it's just, cool. just grand. It's like, wouldn't it be nice if your mom dated a nice older man and held your baby. Yeah, like, wouldn't it be great if, yeah, wouldn't it be great if we all found a nice age-appropriate person that meets us where we are in life yeah. and uh, is age-appropriate. And that's, and that's, it's pretty cool when you date someone your own age. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, but yeah, no, it's it's just a banger. It's, I think I said this in the first half, but as much as I really appreciate the the bug nutsness of the holiday, I do think this is my favorite Nancy Myers because it is the one with the most. Oh yeah, this is like the heart is really there. The core of this thing is very strong. Yeah, I no, think. this this movie is so much better than the fucking holiday. Yeah, yeah. This movie is no offense. I mean, no offense. Yeah, I know you yeah, love it. I do, producer <laughs> Corey. I know I you're listening. I know you love the holiday, yeah. and it's not a bad movie. It's just no. a fucking bug nuts insano movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. In a way that this movie has a little bit of that energy. Yeah. but like is still a uh movie that functions and has mm. a story and things kind of make sense yep yeah i mean you have weird like you have the you have francis mcdormand's whole thing but you know and stuff like that but fundamentally it does work and, and just like also i just i don't even think we've set it up but just how fucking good jack nicholson and diane keaton are and yeah i mean like you watch this and you kind of go like holy shit diane keaton won the golden globe and got an oscar nomination but then you watch it and you're like yeah. It's a pretty fucking whole-ass performance, actually. No, She's it's... asked to do a lot of different things in this, and she... The fact that she can create a character that is both this, like, 
stoic older woman who's like smart and aware of herself and a bit of an ice queen, but she knows it is. And she's done with love and she doesn't need it. And then cut to she is being sexually ravished by Jack Nicholson and she didn't know that she could ever do this again. So she cries about it. And then she cries for a month. And like all of that is actually a real person that exists on screen. It is like a whole performance. Absolutely. Yeah, that all those things go together is kind of kind of amazing yeah yeah i mean i absolutely fucking loved this movie um in a way that i really was not expecting to um i mean there's got to be more to fucking say about it but also i also just almost feel like i don't know it's just it's just it is wonderful it is very delightful yeah um a lot of good jokes and just like I, great house great oh my god great i told i told doors. you i fucking oh. told you i said it in the first half mm-hmm. i'm like it's nancy myers movie said but the house is gonna be really beautiful mm-hmm. um there are so many good jokes it's very very funny and like yeah like you said like you really fall in love with both of these people yeah. in a way that like like literally i have a, a group cha- a group chat with a couple um of my like fellow like uh film nerds and I was like, huh, I'm going to sit down and watch uh, something has got to give for the podcast. Like, mm. I'll let you know. And then 10 minutes later, I said, the way that this is the premise of this movie. I was like, why the fuck is this movie about this? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> well, cause it does just start so hot with butterfly, sexy ladies. Jack Nicholson's like, hey, hey dog. I would never date anybody yeah. over 30. And Amanda so Pete would be like, I'm so to go to this house and fuck you later. Yeah. Like it's it's really so gracious. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's yeah. just it is an insano movie, but I really really enjoy it. To speak very briefly, I think to the Ted Danson thing of I do think they do a good job in the beginning of this movie of of making Jack Nicholson look kind of gross. <laughs> yeah, no, like, absolutely. Like they're like, hey, let's just. Like, shoot him from below, show us his under chin, puff out his hair a little bit too much. His clothes, they don't gotta fit great on him, do they? Give him some weird colored clothes, like, yeah. you know. And then by the end, like, comb his hair back, they give him that beard, he's wearing some nice dark tones, he's got cool sweaters. Yeah, he and, like, chills the fuck out. Yeah, he just chills the fuck out. The same, like, he, you know, hey, he just, he stops wearing weird fucking old guy clothes, and she stops wearing turtlenecks, and, uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and just, I mean, that thing that we already we already hit on, but just, like, the way that it does feel so incorrect that he is that way yeah. uh, is, like, very important to the movie working. Because, yeah. again, if you, if, you get a, if you get a hottie in there, um, if you get, like, a hot 65-year-old guy in there, you're just, like, you're, like, I don't like it. Like, like this guy does exist, and he sucks, and I don't like him. And when you see yeah. Jack Nicholson doing that, yeah. you're, like, you're like, this is not, I, I hate this. You're like, I hate this, but like, not because that is a real person that exists because like, I don't, you're like, this is it's incorrect. Something yeah. about this is very wrong. And then you get to see him fall in love. It's really nice. It's to speak to the counter of it. Like the, the counter argument, I think actually does really lie in the holiday. It's the thing that we talked about a lot in that. It is it is my main problem with the holiday that like, I don't really think that Nancy Myers knows how to make Jack Black attractive in that movie. Yeah. Like, the thing is, like, okay, well, um, uh, I'm looking at the screen right now, because we're, we're looking at the Amazon screen, because we literally just watched it. It's got all the Nancy Myers movies on the customer also watched. And also Book Club. And also Book Club, and also, yeah, uh, but, like, 
fucking what is his name? Why can I not think of the Jude Law? Jude Law, yeah. Like Jude Law, just a sexy guy. Like just you don't have to put much Uh huh. Yeah. You don't have to put much on that to like get him there. But like the other Nancy Myers dudes, it's Alec Baldwin. It's mm-hmm. fucking Robert De Niro. Mm-hmm. You know, and like it's it's clear that Nancy Myers I not to armchair psychologize Nancy Myers very much. Um, but I will say, given that this movie is about a um, writer who wears a lot of sweaters and lives in a beautifully designed house and got divorced, I think, you know, you can kind of speak to that a bit. But, like, it's kind of kind of guy she knows how to really, you know, sort of an old, older dude, a man's man, a little gray in the hair, just a strong presence, you know? Yes. Like, like, she knows how to make that guy hot, you know? And, uh, yeah, she does it with Jack. With old, old Jack. All old Jack. Old Jack. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm very glad you like this movie. Yeah, no, I fucking love this I movie. I was, when we started watching it, I was a little worried, but I'm like, no, 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 just trust the process. I know just where this is going. Process, like, yeah. like, let it get there. But, um, anything else before we go? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I just really, 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 really like this movie. Yeah. So I'm very glad that we watched it. Fan. Because I was not expecting this, so yeah. that's great. Much like Diane Keaton, you were not. No, I, yeah. I, I, I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't. Uh, all right. Well, producer Corey, if you want to tell the fine folks at home where they can find more of this podcast. If you like what you hear, please be sure to like us and subscribe wherever you stream your podcasts. Leaving a review also really helps out the visibility of the show. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all at Pod. Very special thank you to our newest patron, Matt Brown. If you'd like a shout-out on the show and bonus content, head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Pod. We have multiple levels, all with their own perks, ranging from $5 to $25. Like I said, if you're interested in hearing more, please visit patreon.com slash Pod. Thank you so much, Corey. And yeah, um, just another quick plug for our Patreon. And the fact that we are doing February uh, again, doing Love Month, mm. watching nothing but romantic comedies. We are doing the exact fucking opposite over on Patreon, and we are exclusively watching fucking Star Wars because we hate ourselves. <laughs> the Star Wars sequels, the least romantic movies that have ever been made. Correct. And when they put just a little dash in it at the end, you go, no. <laughs> I like it in Last Jedi, but that's, hey, but that's going to be the theme of these three movies. It's like, well, I like it when they did it in Last Jedi. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so next week, Love Month continues. Caroline. Yes. You want to know what we'll be doing? I do. We're going to be doing a very different movie, but also a fantastic film. About love. About love. I would and assume. About, well, it's about love. And you know what else it's about? What? Basketball. What's the film? Love and basketball. <laughs> wow. <laughs> What an aptly titled film. It's a, you know, hey, you're going to see. It's, it, there's a lot of love and a lot of basketball in that film. <laughs> That's awesome. I All love right. that. Well, next week we're going to be back with Love Month, back with Love and Basketball, and we will see you then. <laughs>